everybody. This is the Big Z Podcast. This is the first episode, the premiere episode. And the main thing we're going to be focusing on tonight is fantasy football. Since it's in everybody's mind, all football fans, even non-football fans, really. Just people that like playing fantasy football. Like my little brother is playing it. He's in high school. He doesn't even watch football. And he's doing a fantasy football league for like $5. I mean, there's, there's people all over the place that do this. Anyways, this is the Big Z Podcast. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to the premiere episode. I'm really excited about what we're going to do with this, okay? Um, every we're, gonna, we're shooting for three episodes a week. One episode is going to be a topic kind of of my choosing. This week, it's fantasy football because I think it's relevant. And most of the topics are going to be sports-related. But we're going to do more than that. Maybe I'll talk about a trip I took and the places to go in Europe. I don't know. It could really go anywhere. Um, in addition, I'm going to have a football podcast, hopefully every Wednesday or Thursday. And every Friday, we're going to aim to have a movie podcast. We're going to talk about a movie, maybe things going on in the entertainment film industry specifically. And we're going to have a lot of different guests on each week. We're going to keep changing it up. But we might have some of the recurring guests, especially for the football and the film ones, as you'll see. And we'll get to that Um when those podcasts come. I also want to give a big shout out to my brother, Justin. He's also on the line today. Justin, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Yes, thanks, jo- for, thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm happy to have you on. He's going to help produce this podcast. Um, we're going to be trying to make it the best possible production for everybody listening. And we hope you find it useful. We hope you find it entertaining. Um. You can reach out to me at Big Z Podcast on Twitter if you want to comment on anything going forward. And maybe you have questions that maybe we can cover on here. I don't know, but it, it, it's really exciting. I'm really excited to go on this adventure with you guys, this whole podcast. I'm really excited. Uh, Justin, aren't you, ex- are you excited about this venture as well? Oh, yeah. I'm very, very excited. I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, today is mostly me. Um, we're going to have guests on in the future, but I want to get this out because there are fantasy drafts galore going on, especially after the fourth preseason game's over. Um, Labor Day weekend is the big fantasy draft weekend. Everybody has a holiday. They're able to get a lot of um, late nights in to get these drafts in. It's I, it's really exciting. I personally, uh, I'm, I'd never say no to a fantasy draft, unfortunately. Justin, you and I are in actually two, our buddy um, growing up, and then we're in a jersey one, so the winner gets a jersey paid for by the rest of the Fantasy League. Um, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I just like fantasy football. There's a lot of ways to win money and things of that nature, but some people just like, you know, get a rooting interest in something otherwise they wouldn't have a rooting interest in. Like the Miami Dolphins backup running back. Who cares about the Dolphins backup running back usually? But in this case, uh, you know, if you're playing fantasy football and need a last second guy to pick up, maybe you pick up the Dolphins second running back. I couldn't even name him for you right now, actually. Let me look it up. I'm really curious. Um, the Dolphins, <laughs> just in case, uh, the Dolphins, oh, Kalen Balage. The 170th overall ranked player on ESPN's top 300. Um, I don't think we'll be covering him in this podcast, but, you know, for the point of the example. 
But uh, before we get the fantasy football, I just want to talk about something that happened today. I ran a triathlon, but <laughs> and it was an interesting experience. Uh, in Chicago here today, I'm from Chicago, but it was actually the swim part was canceled, Justin. So it was actually a duathlon. We did a run, oh. then a bike, and then a run instead. So we, me and my buddy, we train all summer. We go swimming in the lake. You know, we swim a mile. We actually swam a mile and a half uh, recently, as recently as last week. And then finally race day comes, and then we don't swim. Uh, pretty disappointing. Uh, but, I mean, if to everybody out there, if you have the ability, the time, uh, the wherewithal, the energy to dedicate yourself to a triathlon, it is really rewarding. I highly recommend it. We don't want to talk about last year performance for me. Uh <laughs> Where I passed out at the finish line. It was 95 degrees in my defense. Uh, I didn't drink enough electrolytes. It was a bad. It was bad news. <laughs> I, I had to be in a tent. They they put the IV in my arm. They put the IV in my arm. So uh, my left, you know, my left and my right arm, <laughs> obviously. And they aimed to put it in my vein, and they missed the vein. And then my arms swelled up like a balloon. It was numb for five months. It was a bad news. But I, I'm not trying to discourage from doing triathlons. Please do them. That was just my situation last year. Um, but it was really good this year, even if it ended up being duathlon. You get to ride your bike on Lakeshore Drive. It's really cool. They closed down Lakeshore Drive. It's, it's a really cool experience. But anyways, we're here to talk about fantasy football. And the first thing I want to cover is a first-round strategy. I'm not gonna, I don't want to focus on players right now. I want to focus more on the strategy of the first round. And the strategy of the first round is to pick a running back. Running backs go off the board. Nobody picks quarterbacks unless you're super inexperienced because running back is the most valuable position in fantasy. They're harder to come by, the really good ones. Um, and I... But there's something interesting going on this year, where there are some receivers, and before I get further into it, I am going off the idea that you are in a PPR league, points per reception. There's a big difference, because the standard used to be not PPR, but PPR has become the way more popular format. Uh, it's ESPN's standard format, it's Yahoo's standard format, although Yahoo's standard format is half a point per reception. ESPN does a full point for per reception. People like points, like in the MLB right now. The MLB is not sad that there are all-time home run records being broken overall. <laughs> I mean, there are home runs galore. Scoring is up in the MLB. That's what they want because they think that people like scoring. Well, they may be onto something there because people like scoring in fantasy as well. That's why you're seeing fantasy scores in the 200s or you know the 170s it's these PPRs this guy can get a zero yard gain but if he gets a catch he gets a point uh I actually saw the argument that why does that guy get a point a guy that maybe catches the ball for zero yards but he catches the ball and then a running back gets a zero yard gain on a carry and they get no points it's very confusing. <laughs> I mean, the logic behind it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Justin, do you like PPR or do you like standard better? 
I like PPR. Um, I guess a lot of people, I like PPR because it's like a little bit higher scoring and it takes a little while to use like the, the scoring from like the traditional Islamic league, but uh, once you're used to it, it's really fun. And I, I think a lot of people like PPR because they just like scoring a lot more points and stuff like that and like to see the high scores. Yeah, exactly. Like people, PPR. yeah, people like scoring points. <laughs> that That's the point I'm trying to get to. Anyways, so first round strategy, running back. Who are the top running back uh, ranked right now? I, I think it's pretty clear cut five and maybe six. Eh. What? So ESPN, their rankings are very interesting. Their top, this is the top eight. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and then DeAndre Hopkins. And then David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Michael Thomas. Um... Just an, oh, I mean, just a very interesting, and then after that, Devontae Adams at number nine, and Julio Jones at number 10. People think they got to grab a running back in the first round, because they might not be there. If you're in a league like that, I mean, I understand a strategy, but I just want to look at last year, the 2018 uh, standings uh, for fa- uh, fantasy. DeAndre Hop- Hopkins, 333 fantasy points. Devontae Adams, 330. Michael Thomas, as we just told you. Um, ranked number six overall, 315 uh, fantasy points last year. Now, if we go to the running backs, Saquon Barkley, 385. Christian McCaffrey, 385. Those, That's why those two are one and two. And I would actually argue, oh, man, that's a tough one. Just to give my opinion really quickly on this, I think I'm going to have to go Saquon Barkley as a number one. I just think he's going to get more touches. Because Christian McCaffrey was so highly used last year. Um, but that's my opinion. Todd Gurley was number three, actually, last year, which is kind of wild considering how his season ended. He only played 14 games and he was third overall and only 13 points behind those two. Um, but as far as running back goes, I also want to point out <laughs> Todd Gurley in the second half of the season uh, was was still a third, but Ezekiel Elliott was second, actually. But Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how you can draft him right now in the first round. So as a first round strategy, Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think he could be in your plans. It's that uncertain. Maybe we'll get something in the next week. Maybe that'll all be alleviated because if he is available, if you know he's going to play, then you got to draft Ezekiel Elliott. That you, you have to. But if you don't know, I completely understand maybe waiting to the second or third round. It's not going to be a Le'Veon Bell situation last year where people were waiting maybe to the third round to take him, and then they still got screwed because he didn't play. Um, And then there's Melvin Gordon's situation, too. That guy's a first round. But he is not a first round draft pick right now, and it doesn't appear that he's going to play until... Um, Justin, when does he become eligible to be a free agent? I believe he has to show up by the midway season. He has to play at least half the season, I believe, too. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think week eight is when he has to start um, playing. So if you think you can hold on to Melvin Gordon that long, I I see this all the time, at least when there's a holdout like this. Um, These teams, they take him early, and then they lose out on the top-tier talent. And then that guy's on their bench. They're maybe like... They're two and six by the point they can start playing the guy, and by that time um, in your fantasy season, it's too late. You're you're not even going to make the playoffs, and that guy's just going to sit there, unless you're in a keeper league and you think it's valuable having him for the next year. 
But you're pretty much throwing an entire season and, um, you know, 50, 100 bucks, however much you pay for your fantasy league. You're just throwing that away. I don't understand that strategy. I would say after um, McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, David Johnson, I would uh, highly consider drafting Hopkins or Michael Thomas. DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas um, are going to get a boatload of receptions. I would even think about Devontae Adams, actually, for that matter. Devontae Adams um, was targeted a boatload last year. I'm trying to pull it up right now. So Devontae Adams last year, 111 receptions, 1,386 yards, and 13 touchdowns. The The Packers have a new offense, new offensive coordinator, Matt LaFleur. And all indications are Devontae Adams is going to get the same workload. Maybe they throw a little less uh, under this new offense. I could see that. But I also see more deep uh, routes for him as well. Yards for reception, Devontae Adams last year, 12 and a half. And let's just point out DeAndre Hopkins, 13.7 yards per reception. That guy is ridiculous. That's my. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. I know Michael Thomas just got paid to be the best receiver in the NFL, but I think it's DeAndre Hopkins. And he caught 70.6% per, 70. of passes thrown his way. Justin, I know you appreciate this one, is that Michael Thomas caught 85% of passes thrown his way last year. Uh, I, I know yeah, he was big for you on your fantasy team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. And, uh, he's on my fantasy team again this year. Yeah, you, yeah, you, got, him, some you, you got him in a keeper. Uh, Mike Evans, 86. He caught 86%. So, uh I'm sorry, 61%. Sorry, I'm, I, I was uh, reading the wrong stat column here. Um, but so the, the first round strategy, drafting those running backs that we mentioned, again, um, those top tier ones, Saquon Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Elliott, if he's free, David Johnson, then Hopkins, Thomas, and Adams. Don't feel bad if you're taking a wide receiver in the first round because those are truly top tier. You can even argue Julio Jones you could take in the first round as well. And this is assuming a 10 or 12 team league, eight team. Ah, that would be a little tougher. That would be a little tougher. Um, as far, as far as a first round dark horse pick, maybe, um, I can see Juju Smith Schuster being picked in some first rounds and that's okay. Cause Pittsburgh love, we know they love to throw the ball. We know they love to throw the ball. Big Ben loves to throw the ball. He doesn't have Antonio Brown. Um, Antonio Brown, last year, 168 targets. 168. He had 104 catches and 15 touchdowns. What a year for him. Um, but he is now no longer with the Steelers, obviously. Juju Smith-Suster last year had 111 receptions. So... <laughs> Those those passes got to go somewhere. You can expect Juju Smith-Schuster to get in the realm of um, the league leader last year in targets, who was Julio Jones of the 170. I could totally see that. There's no doubt. Uh, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster was only four shy of that last year. So expect him to get maybe 180, actually, in this offense. He's the clear frontrunner as the best wide receiver on that team. Maybe the Steelers still want to move it around a little bit, but Juju Smith-Schuster, clearly the guy there. Antonio Brown and the Raiders with Derek Carr 
Uh, no, that 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 screams second round pick. But that's the first round strategy. Um, draft those running backs, those good ones early, but definitely in a PPR league to focus on these receivers. Because in the, with the PPR, with those amount of targets, you're gonna have the best opportunity to score each week. And those are the clear like head over heels front runners in terms of um, points per game in fantasy. Uh, like you're gonna get more value with that wide receiver than you would with the uh, the other running back. Now the only argument is that. Um, you you know you you might want to draft uh, or the wide receivers have more value like in the mid tier compared to the running back. I get that argument, but if you get one of those top tier wide receivers that you know is getting twelve to thirteen targets a game, you have to grab them. You have to grab them, especially you know if they're good and they're actually going to catch the ball like a Michael Thomas, like a DeAndre Hopkins. Um, another another question that comes up is where do you want to draft? Do you want to draft one or do you want to draft 12? In my experience, drafting 12 is much better. And <laughs> what you're like, why? Why is that? Why is that? This makes no sense. This makes no sense. Um, My thinking on this is, so you get the first pick. And most of these drafts are snake. So if you get the first pick, you're getting the 24th pick if it's a 12-team league, for example. Or you're getting the 20th pick in a 10-team league. If you are getting the first overall pick, say you get Saquon Barkley, you're not getting another pick until 24, and um, you're getting uh, Leonard Fournette, maybe. That's the the 24th overall ranked player on ESPN's top 300. Or you're getting Devontae Freeman or maybe Melvin Gordon. Um, That steepness and difference of uh, value and fantasy from the top to the bottom, I think is too great. If you and your league could somehow pull off getting um, the 11th or 12th pick, I think that's I think that's great. Being the end of the first round and getting the first pick of the second round, just because you're getting two middle-tier talents, if you're the first overall pick, you're totally relying on a Saquon Barkley, on a Christian McCaffrey to be healthy, be available every week. At least when I'm in the mid-tier here, um, you can say I'm diversifying my portfolio, if you will. Um, you're, you're, you're basically putting your uh, hands in two baskets, the, the, the two guys rather than one guy. You're not relying on one guy. You're relying on two in that case, two equally valued, highly valued players. Um, J- Justin, do you, you, you picked first in our draft. Did you feel comfortable picking one or would you have rather picked later? I felt good picking one. Um, it was, uh, it was, yeah, I was kind of nervous, like having to pick one player and then waste the wait 23, wait 23 next text for, uh, for the next player thing. I wasn't going to get, get any way, but he did. But, um, I, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you have to really pick like the right guy in the first round so you can compensate for whatever, yeah, whatever quality players you're going to be getting in the second round. Exactly. So that's kind of and when you're, when you're picking you it, when you're, when you're picking at three or four, you really, really got to nail that. I think number one is usually a pretty safe bet, but three or four is where it gets a little iffy. Do I pick Zeke? Do I pick a wide receiver? Do I pick David Johnson? Do I pick Le'Veon Bell? You know, I there's a lot more iffiness there, and I, I usually avoid that spot, actually. Um, 
I've used, I had a lot of success last year in fantasy. I think I won two leagues, came in second, and another one came in third and another one. And I think I lost like in the first round of playoffs of the, the fifth one. I'm way too involved, first of all, folks. <laughs> That's why I could speak passionately about this topic uh, this week. But I was just curious uh, and wanted to touch on, you know, where people like to pick. I don't know, in case it, it is an option for you. I mean, most, you know, fantasy leagues, they don't have the option of where they pick. And one fantasy league um, this week, I'm in. Uh, the draft was decided by the PGA Tour championship outcome. Everybody in the group, everybody's team, uh, they were assigned three golfers, and whoever's cumulative score was the highest got the first pick. Whoever had the lowest cumulative score of the three random golfers assigned to them um, got the last pick. I got seven. I'm not complaining. So another big overarching question is where to draft a quarterback. I mean, there is a head over heels favorite to be uh, the top quarterback pick this year. And that's Patrick Mahomes. Um, Patrick Mahomes last year. I mean, just uh, just ridiculous numbers. 417 fantasy points. The next closest guy uh, cumulatively for the whole year was Matt Ryan with 355. And this is just standard scoring on ESPN. Um, in the second half of the season, it was still Patrick Mahomes at 200. Uh, Deshaun Watson had 173. Big Ben, third overall, actually, last year with 170 in the second half of the season. And overall had 341. 70 points pretty much behind Patrick Mahomes. Ridiculous. And fifth was, uh, well, Andrew Luck. RIP to his career, Justin. RIP. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's a shame. And we had a draft. <laughs> this is why you don't do a draft, first of all, until Labor Day weekend. Because stuff like this happens. Where, <laughs> I mean, you can never predict that Andrew Luck is going to retire or a player like that is going to retire. But stuff like this happens, especially before the third preseason game or during the third preseason game. This This happened during the preseason games. Where somebody has an injury, um, announcements are made about retirements, I guess. If you have a fantasy draft, never do it until Labor Day weekend, folks. Never do it. It doesn't make sense. What's the rush? What's the rush? I know I saw a video of OJ Simpson, actually. He was doing his fantasy draft. It looked like he was in Napa Valley or something. He was like with a bunch of rich white guys and then... The camera's panning across the room. Like all these guys are, all these old guys are looking at these sheets and they're, they're clearly picking players. And then the camera gets on OJ Simpson and he's looking very serious and he's very pissed off, uh, screaming in the camera about the fact that he just drafted Andrew Luck 10 minutes before the news came across the wire at Adam Chester's Twitter account <laughs> saying that Andrew Luck was retiring and that he couldn't get his pick back in fantasy. Um, nobody's feeling bad for OJ Simpson about that pick though. So, um, no, no sympathies there. <laughs> um, so where to draft a quarterback? Mahomes is ranked 43rd right now overall on ESPN's top 300, which suggests he's about a fourth round pick. That's interesting. Do, do you think, uh, the question you have to ask yourself do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to repeat 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, and only 12 interceptions? And even at two rushing yards and 270 yards to boot? My guess is no. 
My guess is no. <laughs> I mean, that is an outrageous stat line that has only been done maybe one other time by Peyton Manning, like even close to comparison like that. I mean, it's up for debate. He's clearly the best quarterback um, in fantasy just by the amount of times that they throw. 580 attempts. I mean, Matt Ryan had 608. Big Ben, 675 throwing attempts last year. You don't think the Steelers are going to run the ball more? I know I just talked about Juju Smith-Schuster getting more targets. He's going to get more targets because Antonio Brown's not there. I think that's clear as day. He might lead league in targets. But the Steelers aren't going to throw 675 times again this year. Do you think Aaron Rodgers can step up? I mean, these are all questions you got to ask yourself. And there's a lot of ifs. And the value from Baker Mayfield, who was 16th last year in points. Granted, he only played 14 games. And Patrick Mahomes um, is 200 points. But between Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield, it's only 100 points. It isn't that big of a deal. The, the the bigger difference is in running back from top to bottom and wide receiver to top to bottom. The quarterback value it isn't that bad. I, w- I would say don't w- wait until the seventh or eighth round. I think that's the sweet spot to, to get a quarterback because you don't want to end up with an Eli Manning or something like that. Oh, God. Eli Manning. Can you imagine having Eli Manning as your starting quarterback on fantasy? Oh, God. Please no. Please, please no. Um, I, I, I could not imagine that right now. Um, but the rank NFL, um, their quarterback on ESPN, the, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, Drew Brees, and Big Ben. That's the top 10. I would stay away from Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray is really interesting. Kyler Murray is a fascinating case. They got the air raid offense in Arizona. They don't have an offensive line. Um, It got exposed badly against the Raiders. Man, I I don't know about Kyler Murray. That that is really up in the air. If you like running quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Justin, Josh Allen, second half of the season last year, was a top five fantasy quarterback, believe it or not. He only threw 10 touchdown passes, but he ran all over the place. Um, the, the guy is an absolute uh, tank in terms of running. He had 160 points in the second half of the season last year in fantasy. In the second half of the season alone, 515 yards rushing and six touchdowns. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh Allen was 21st overall in terms of uh, fantasy points. That's because he only played 12 games. Um, but he had... But that second half of the season was the Josh Allen story in terms of fantasy. If you had him on your team and you were able to pick him up late in the season, there's a good chance you made a run. Do you, I don't see that happening again. I think that's a one-time thing. Something I do see happening again, though, is Lamar Jackson. I think that guy could be a steal. I think you'd get him in the 12th or 13th round, actually, um, based on where I've seen some mock drafts and some of my own experiences. Lamar Jackson's being underlooked. Lamar Jackson last year, 29th ranked quarterback. Granted, he didn't play a lot, but he had 695 rushing yards and five touchdowns. And in the second half of the season, he um, was the 18th ranked quarterback. He didn't he d- didn't get a lot of throwing. He, he had only had five touchdown passes and three inter- and three interceptions in the second half of the season last year. 
So, but I mean, in terms of a steal, I I just see the Ravens utilizing his throwing a little more, but I still see him running the ball a lot. He had a 20, 124 carries in the second half of the season last year when the Ravens just completely turned their offense around and just said, you know what, we're just going to become a running offense. I think we're going to see more of the same, and all the indications out of Baltimore is that is the case. Lamar Jackson is going to continue to run, maybe, but maybe with a little added uh, amount of passing to his game. Justin, will you be re- drafting Lamar Jackson at all on your team? I might. I would probably wait till like um like the tenth round or whatever to get him. But uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. In the draft, but uh, but I definitely draft him because he's going to be fun to watch, and then I think he could score a decent amount of points if he runs a, runs a bit. So no, yeah, and that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying is Lamar Jackson a good. I think Steele that can fall to the twelfth or thirteenth round in your draft. Um, he just uh, he's a really exciting player. Even if you just want him on your bench, just in case he decide, he he blows up, because he has that potential. And that late in the draft is when you want a uh, potential guy like that. Um. So I want to move on to another subject. This is always a popular one. Who's kind of a dark horse candidate, and maybe this is a popular one already. I don't, I don't know. Justin, you're a Rams fan. I'm really excited about this guy. In our draft that we did, I got him on my team. I'm really pumped about him. So if this is a dark horse guy again, he is ranked right now 103rd on ESPN's top 300. He's the 42nd ranked running back. Todd Gurley is ranked seventh overall. But Todd Gurrius has has those notable arthritis issues. I don't see him playing 16 games this year. Especially if the Rams are good again. He is going to sit late in the season. And he also might sit late in the season if they aren't good. So they can preserve him for next year. Either way, I don't see him playing toward the end of the season. I think this is a good guy to have in your roster now. In case Todd Gurley does get hurt. And that's Daryl Henderson. There's a lot of positive vibes about him coming out of uh, L.A. Dustin, you want to speak? You're a Rams fan. You're in tune with the Rams. Do you just want to speak a little bit about Henderson's role going forward? Yeah, I think Henderson is going to be a uh, he's going to be like a change of pace back for the, for the Rams, and depending on Gary's workload, I think he's going to be able to get a lot of carries. It'll give like um, a good like ten, maybe ten, around ten. Uh, uh, carries you can touch the game, and I think he's he's a great dynamic like one cut and one cut and go runner. He's really he's really fast, really good dynamic, and I think that he's going to make a decent amount of plays for the Rams this year. And uh, he's going to be, I think he did uh, he's going to be a good late fantasy pickup that you can that you can definitely use in case. Yeah, I I in case I think he's actually really a popular late round pickup. So. If you want to grab him even a little earlier, you know, just to make sure you get him on the team, um, that wouldn't be the worst idea, I don't think. Um, Jalen Samuels is another guy to maybe look at. These backup running backs, you know, James Conner, clear number one. Todd Gurley, clear number one. But if you can get one of these backup running backs, one of those guys goes down, I think that makes things really interesting. Another another uh, dark horse and this is really 
you know, this depends on how things pan out in Tampa Bay. Is the battle going on between Ronald Jones and uh, Peyton Barber? Bruce Arian likes to run the ball. He's known for the passing, but he likes to run the ball. Tampa Bay has had issues with a consistent running game, but Peyton Barber is kind of the veteran presence there. Ronald Jones, I have not heard anything good about him since he came to the league. I actually think he's hurt right now. And Peyton Barber right now is ranked 37th overall running back. You can get a starting running back um, that late. I'll grab him. Another guy, and this kind of makes me concerned about Chris Carson. All indications are Chris Carson's the leading running back right now in Seattle. But we know Seattle loves to tinker with expectations. Rashad Penny looked good at the end of the second half of the season last year. If you want to take a risk, I would say grab Rashad Penny. And I would say do it maybe the eighth or ninth round. That could be a steal. I He might be able to take over. Remember, this guy is a first-round draft pick. He's a first-round draft pick. Chris Carson's that type of running back that falls forward. You know, he's not going to break off for, you know, a big 80-yard scamper to the end zone. No, he's going to get his four or five yards of carry and just beat you to death over and over again. Rashad Penny's different. That is a guy that can break out. I, I can see him splitting carries and being very effective for Seattle, who loves to run the ball. Mike Davis is no longer on that team. So Chris Carson's going to get more carries, uh, the Mike Davis carries. But look for Rashad Penny to get those carries. That's 100 carries. 100 carries. And I would look to see the, most of those carries, probably 80 of them at least, going to Rashad Penny. I think that could be an absolute late-round steal. And that's at the running back position. That's the most popular position. So I wanted to mention that first. Now in terms of a wide receiver steal, someone that a lot of people aren't talking about, like Christian Kirk. You might think that if I threw that name out there, that might be a steal. Eh, not really. He's the 37th overall wide receiver. I see him on a lot of lists. This is my list, folks. This is Big Z's list. This is my list. Um, A guy that's going late, and I don't understand it. I know he's suspended for the first four games. But Golden Tate, I I see really good things for him in New York. He's going to be the top receiver there. They have a lot of injuries. Corey Coleman's hurt. Sterling Shepard's hurt. Golden Tate's, uh, you know, suspended for the first four games. Y- you know when he's coming back. This is not an injury. He's coming back. And he's going to be the number one receiver. If you're able to take him a late round, do it. Because... He's, he, I think he's a top 20 fantasy wide receiver if he's there the whole year. And maybe that, maybe the, the, maybe this is me drinking uh, the Kool-Aid. I'm a Lions fan. I got the Seagull and Tate for years and years. I know he was kind of quiet when he went to the Eagles all of a sudden. But I could totally see him turning around into a Pat Shermer offense in New York. That That's my uh, big steal as well. Um but I want to throw out one more receiver. And that is Debo Samuel on the 49ers. The 49ers wide receiver in, uh, situation is very interesting. If we look at their situation right now, um, there's Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel, Trent Taylor. Not very formidable, folks. Not very formidable. Debo Samuel, I love this guy coming out of college. He looked really good. He's got really strong hands. He always showed up on the tape when I watched South Carolina games. 
I'm really high on him. I think the 49ers are high on him too. I, I see really good things for him. And he's the 162nd overall ranked player. Um, he is the one I'm counting down <laughs> right now. He is the 63rd ranked wide receiver on ESPN's list of all the wide receivers. Don't count him out. Don't pick him up on a waiver wire. Get him in the last round of the draft. And th- he will be there. He will be there. Uh, don't miss him. Don't miss him. Do not miss him. Justin, do you have a dark horse pick at all? Is there um, a- I say from I say from the wide receiver standpoint, I guess he's not a super um, dark horse, but uh, Christian Christian Kirk on the the Cardinals. Ah, uh, you no, really you, yeah, you you're saying Christian Kirk. I said he's on everybody's list. That's not a true dark horse. He's on everybody's um, list. I, I don't even consider him a dark horse anymore because he's on everybody's list as the you know quote unquote dark horse. I say um I say uh one of the Rams receivers, the fourth Rams receiver's his name is um, oh. Josh Reynolds, and and uh he filled in for Cooper Cup when um he, he got injured last year. Mm-hmm. He did pretty decent, and the the Rams have like four pretty much like almost starter starter quality wide receivers, and I think he's gonna get a, a decent amount of looks this year after he uh, after he proves his worth. I got you. Um, yeah, <laughs> of course you're gonna throw out a, a Rams receiver, um, but that's actually not a terrible pick. I, I don't, I personally don't see Josh Reynolds contributing that much in fantasy. He might be a good player, uh, you know, every four weeks he might have a big game, but he's definitely not someone that you can rely on. I'm looking for a dark horse that can become a reliable target. Golden Tate, Debo Samuel. Golden Tate's the 58th overall ranked receiver on ESPN's top 300. I don't get that one. I don't get that one because he's going to be number one receiver on that team. So I just want to move on to another group that's really important for fantasy. That's tight ends. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zekertz. These are the names that are going to pop up. These guys got more than these three combined accounted for 60% roughly of the total tight end fantasy points for the entire group. That is wild. That is wild. If you can draft them in the first three rounds, if you can get one in the fourth round, that'd be amazing. But if you have the opportunity, if you think you have a good running back and a good receiver, wide receiver, draft one of these three guys because they are that valuable, folks. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Eckert. Travis Kelsey... Extremely reliable. He's only missed two games I'm in, uh, in his career. He's super reliable and healthy. George Kittle, I mean, broke tons of records last year. We know that story. After that is where it gets really interesting. It gets really interesting. A guy I love that's going unnoticed. And we talked about all those um, targets that Antonio Brown got um, with the Steelers that are going to be gone. Where are those going to go to? James Washington? Yeah, maybe. Um, the the other Steelers wide receiver, uh, Dante Moncrief. I couldn't remember it, but Dante Moncrief. He's also listed on there. Deontay Johnson. But look for Vance McDonald. That's a name that I think is going to surprise some folks. Um, he's going to – I'm projecting eight, nine touchdowns this year. That's my prediction. <laughs> The Steelers like to throw to their um, tight ends. 
especially in the red zone. Um, Jesse James went to the Lions. I'm I'm trying to look up right now how many touchdowns were thrown to Jesse James last year. Um, he had uh, two touchdown catches. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that doesn't necessarily help. But Vance McDonald had four. So that's six right there. But then if you take so six total tight end touchdowns on the Steelers last year, you take away Antonio Brown's 15 touchdowns. You don't think uh, Vance McDonald's going to get to eight, nine. I think that's extremely reasonable. Um, He's 110th overall ranked player right now in fantasy. I don't get it. I, I think he's a seventh round, maybe eighth round pick. I think you're going to get a good value there. Even if ESPN doesn't tell you, someone else is going to pick him up later and you're going to regret it. Get him. OJ Howard, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram. These are all guys that are ranked high as well for tight ends. But the only problem is they are very unreliable with health. I don't like picking guys that are unreliable in terms of health. A guy to look out for, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Lions fan, but he's the first round draft pick this year, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, he's 210th overall. He's going to be available in the last round. Please look for him. In the preseason game this last week, three catches for 52 yards. Matt Stafford is going to throw to him often and in the red zone. He's six seven. He's a red zone target, folks. They have Jesse James. I know that, too. They have a formidable tight end duo. But TJ Hawkinson is going to get a majority of those looks. That is another guy you should look out for in terms of the dark horse. So, I mean, these are kind of my uh, my thoughts on fantasy as a whole. There's one more very interesting uh, battle going on, and you might be careful. Look out, uh, fantasy outlook, if you will. And that's a 49ers running back situation. Ha! <laughs> What a mess. Jerry McKinnon signed last year for four years, $30 million. <laughs> I, I think Melvin Gordon might like that contract right now. Not quite sure. Maybe, eh, no, he's looking for more. Regardless, Jerry McKinnon signed for that, tore his ACL. Now he's struggling, and, and he might not even get, you know, 10% of the carries this year, it looks like, unless someone else goes hurt. Um, The... The 49ers running back, top running backs right now. Tevin Coleman, 80th overall. Matt Breida, then Jerick McKinnon. Tevin Coleman is going to be the starter, I think, because they gave him the money. Matt Breida had a really good year last year. He averaged 5.3 yards a carry and over 1,000 yards. Not bad, especially if you had him. If you had him on your fantasy team, you know how good he was. So Matt Breida, he might be in that Daryl Henderson type of, you know, sleeper. Not a lot of people thinking about him. But Tevin Coleman could be really interesting. Ah, man, it's just hard to pick either of those guys. It's so unreliable. I like something that's at least slightly predictable. And I don't find the, the roles for any of those running backs on that 49ers team to be reliable. So that's my, like, stay away, if you can, from 49ers running backs. Um, these are kind of my general thoughts on the fantasy season coming up for your draft. Take these opinions as you will. Um, I didn't want to, you know, dive super, super, super in deep 
in depth. I'm sure many new listeners have already done so. I just wanted to touch on some of my own personal thoughts and maybe throw out some of those dark horses and maybe help you out a little bit. Maybe just get my thoughts on fantasy because I did win a couple last year. I'm not trying to glow. I'm just trying to say, you know, I did it. And uh, just my my thought process behind that stuff. Um, so this is the first episode of the Big Z Podcast. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share this with people. And that you keep coming back. I hope I can entertain you. And again, go to Twitter at Big Z Podcast. Give me your thoughts on maybe an improvement to the podcast. This is the first one. This is the first one. Um, if you have any questions that I can cover, we're going to be talking a lot of football here. Football season's coming up. I'm really excited about it. I think we all are. Um, this is America, after all. We love football. Um, movies, anything. We'll cover it. Maybe we can get you on the podcast, too. That'd be really cool. We can do that. We can make that happen. But this is the Big Z Podcast. I want to thank my producer, Justin, um, for coming on and just uh, offering a couple of his thoughts and helping us uh, launch this podcast. Thank you, Justin. Very welcome. Looking forward to digging into it. Yeah. No, I think this is going to be a really fun podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to go a bunch of different places with you know a focus on film and sports generally, but it can go a lot of different places. I'm really excited about it. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, good luck with your fantasy drafts, and we'll see you on the next episode when we talk some more football and probably with a little focus on the end of season.